Let's jump right out to Houston, Texas, which will be the site of the big showdown on Monday night. Michigan, Washington, National Championship. Already there in place to take it all in, our good friend Ben Portnoy with the Sports Business Journal traveling the country, seeking out great sports stories. He's on the big one in Houston. Welcome in, Ben. How are you? What's going on, guys? Appreciate you having me, as always. Hope you had good travels. All good, all good. Got here smoothly and uh, rearing to go for uh, some media availabilities and uh, what should be a really, really fun football game on uh, Monday. I will say this, having covered a couple of national championships, covered semifinals, um, they do a good job of letting the media have access to anybody and everybody when it comes to those media days, man. They just they lay them all out there for you. You go get who you want to. Absolutely, no. It should be uh, a little bit of a zoo in a good way, right? It, it feels sort of like in the way that the Super Bowl is, where there's a million media members everywhere. It's uh, definitely a little bit of that, but makes for uh, makes for some fun sights and sounds, and uh, I think we'll get a lot of that tomorrow during media day. How many of the uh, the fans of the teams have you already run across? Are they starting to show up? You know, I was surprised flying out of Charlotte today. There had to be about 25 Michigan fans on my flight. So <laughs> they were getting out here early. Uh, I was surprised to see that many Michigan fans in Charlotte, period, let alone uh, let alone heading out on Friday. So uh, anecdotally, there's, there were a bunch of Michigan people on my flight. So we'll see. I'm sure Washington will travel, and they've traveled pretty well through the uh, through their run this year. So it, uh, I'll be I'll be curious what the uh, what the crowd looks like on uh, come Monday. What's your feeling on the game? You know, I've gone back and forth, and I've said for probably three months now that I think Michigan's the best team in the country, and. Sure enough, I thought Alabama was going to win last week. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I probably should, you know, stick with my gut and stick with Michigan, stick with my pick. But I don't know. The the one thing that's I don't want to say scares me off my pick a little bit, but it's just the way that Washington's won games. I mean, you look at some of these close calls they've had against Oregon, against Arizona State, a few weird games in there in the middle of the season. I mean, Washington's found ways to win games all year long. And, and I think they're two such contrasting styles. I think that's a really fascinating piece, too, is you've got a team in Washington that can put up points, like throw the ball all over the place, and a team in Michigan who wants to sort of punch you in the mouth and, and ground and pound you to death. And, and I think it's just a really fascinating contra- set of contrasting styles. And I think, you know, frankly, I think that makes for a really fun game just because those two teamers are so different. Coaching matchup. Which way do you go? You got – you got the veteran from Michigan who has finally delivered on the promise that, well, he didn't make a promise, but the promise that he brought as being Jim Harbaugh to Michigan to deliver. And then you've got the relative newcomer to Washington, a young guy um, who knows a thing or two about winning big when he's got Washington in the biggest game. How do you like this uh, coaching matchup? You know, it's interesting. I think I go back to even, you know, my senior year of college at Indiana was right when Kalen DeBoer got to Bloomington and his one year and working with Michael Pettix. And, you know, I remember talking to some folks around that when I was still covering the team. You know, what did people think about DeBoer? Where did he come from? All of that. And, like, it's easy to forget. He won a bunch of national championships, certainly at the NAIA level, and that's mm-hmm. a little bit of a different animal. But, you know, the guys won a ton of games. I, I think you have to give the edge probably to Harbaugh just given the sort of veteran nature experience, all that. But, like, that is not to discredit anything that Kalen DeBoer has done. And I think, honestly, I've really liked kind of how aggressive they've gotten in, in moments throughout the postseason. So I, I, I do wonder whether this comes down to something like that. 
visiting with Ben Portnoy out in Houston for the national championship game, which will be on uh, Monday nights. And uh, I'm sure the – I tell you what, one thing we've seen a lot of this week, Ben, and with the Sports Business Journal, you guys have been right there on top of it as well, all the reporting on the television ratings for the bowl games, for the uh, semifinals, for the uh, NFL games, I mean, across the board – the numbers are skyrocketing. And then as not as a result of that, but we see on top of that now where Fox is planning to make a huge uh, run at properties here in the near future. We just saw where the NCAA re-signed with ESPN for 40 championships and uh, continuing coverage for eight years. And now we're hearing Fox is going to make a major run at the college football playoff games here in the future. I mean – where are these television rights going to go? How much more are they going to climb in terms of the dollars that will eventually get to the schools? Yeah, you know, I'll start with the media deal that got signed the other day uh, with between ESPN for, among other things, women's basketball, volleyball, softball, college World Series, a few other things in there, obviously, as well. But mm-hmm. I think that was a really interesting indicator of sort of the market, but also where ESPN is. I think ESPN excuse me, since Jimmy Fataro took over, has kind of been maybe tightened the purse strings a little bit. They've spent a little bit less uh, willy-nilly. They've, they've tried to be a little bit more direct in what they're paying for. They're trying desperately not to overpay for things. And that comes where they just purchased the media package for three times what it was worth. Now, previously. Now, again, this deal that's worth $115 million, uh, ESPN's also going to shoulder, at least I was told, uh, 25% of that deal, which comes out to about, uh, let's call it $28 million, give or take, uh, on top of the $115 million in production costs, it's going to be taken on by ESPN. So there's a lot of cost to that, but it's also, you know, it's a product that they're willing to pay for. The women's basketball tournament, Charlie Baker I spoke with, the president of the NCAA I spoke with the other day, and he told me that they valued the NCAA Women's Basketball Championship at $65 million, which is about three, four, five times what they were valued at previously when this previous deal was signed in 2011. So there's a lot of things to take from that. Again, there's a lot of moving pieces, a lot of moving parts, but I think that, you know, the meteorites bubble has has certainly, I would say, tightened. Um, You know, folks are spending a little bit less freely, a little bit less sort of crazily. Um, and And I think this was, you know, an interesting sort of pin in the middle of that. Being right there in Charlotte as you are with SBJ and the ACC office being right there in Charlotte as well, and uh, Jim Phillips, the commissioner, being right there, and this lawsuit against Florida State and Florida State suing the ACC, uh, things grew a little quiet after all that uh, blew up a couple of weeks ago. Then we got into the bowls, the big bowls. We got into the playoffs. Uh, things have kind of taken a back seat there. Is that because we're just waiting for these lawsuits to get to the – to the court level and, and be heard, or, or or something going to something else going to happen in this case uh, from what you're hearing right there on the streets of Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, as I understand it, something's going to get heard at some point, right? Now it's a matter of when do these folks want to go into court and deal with this, and that, and that's a whole other discussion. I think we talked about it last week. You know, when I was on, right? There's still the argument of where is this thing going to be be heard, and that's a whole uh, sort of argument and fight in itself. So. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a little bit drawn out. I think that, you know, my understanding is, again, both sides think they're in the right. And, and I think that, you know, we'll see what the ACC and where they go from here. If Florida State finds their way out of it, what other sort of 
I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens after that, right? Does it open the door for Clemson or North Carolina or others to, to find ways out as well? So I'll be really fascinated kind of what happens down the line, but there is, uh, I think there's a lot of steps still to go. One last thing, we'll let you go. And going back to this money that ESPN has poning up with this uh, new contract for these other sports, and I know Don Staley the other day made some comments again about uh, the popularity of women's sports, uh, how it has grown both on the uh, the uh, – the professional level with the WNBA and uh, attendance and, and television numbers, and same thing with college uh, women's basketball. And, and they're talking about, like you mentioned, $65 million, uh, going for the women's basketball tournament. Um, is that enough? Are, are we getting to the point where the, the movers and shakers of the women's sports, like Dawn Staley, are going to be happy, where they say, okay, we've, we've kind of reached a good point uh, – a good point here in terms of we might not be equal with the men, but we're getting a pretty fair share. Or does it need to reach the point where it's total equality, dollar for dollar, between the two? Yeah, so you bring up a really interesting point, and I think this was the biggest thing that I took away from that media rights deal signed the other day or that was announced the other day. Uh, and that's that there had been people who had valued the NCAA Women's Basketball Championship itself as worth somewhere between, you know, 85 and $115 million, give or take, excuse me, 80, I think it was between about 80 and $112 million, mm-hmm. just as its own entity. Now, that obviously is not what happened here. They packaged everything together uh, and, and put this together as one package. Now, the question becomes then, you know, is there a world in the future where, in the way that the men's basketball tournament is its own TV package, would that happen with the women's basketball tournament at some point? I think there was a lot of thought that that might happen now, but you know, and speaking to folks at <laughs> excuse me, mm-hmm. speaking to folks at at the NCAA, at ESPN as well, I think there was, you know, at the NCAA side at least, you know, certainly some fear of diluting the what everything else would be worth if the if sort of the crown jewel was out of this package. Um, and I think you know, for ESPN, it makes a lot of sense to have all these championships because you've got streaming services like ESPN Plus that you need to fill hours on, and this helps with that. So again, like there will be people that there will be detractors for this and say that they didn't get enough. But I think, you know, when you look at it for now, it's at least a step in the right direction. It may not be perfect, but I do think it's a big step in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. Hey man, you have a great time in Houston. I know you will. You're going to work your tail off, but you have a great time and you uh, will remind people to follow you on X formerly known as Twitter. Give that uh, address once again. Yeah, it's at Bportnoy15. We'll have all sorts of stuff coming from Houston all week, so it should be uh, should be a fun weekend. And uh, into the NCAA convention next week in Phoenix. So oh. lots going on. Man, you're heading out there, huh? I am. I am. Oh. So all over the world. You're the man. You're the man. Hey, listen. <laughs> you're not married. You don't have kids that we know of. You do have a dog, but maybe somebody can take care of that for you. Uh, you're free to roam the country, as they say. <laughs> For better or worse, it's uh, I'm racking up my frequent flyer miles this time of year, but it's it's been fun and and looking forward to some cool stuff the next few days. Well, travel safely and uh, look forward to talking to you next week from uh, Phoenix. Get your thoughts on the game and then what's happening out there. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you and talk soon. You too, Ben. Thank Thanks, you ben. very much. All right, Ben Portnoy, the Port Authority, with us here on Sports Talk. Great having him on. Love that he travels the country and can bring us right to the location where some important stuff is happening.